It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow certified financial planners, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Regardless of your financial situation, Social Security will be an important component of your retirement. However, recently 65% of people who took a simple 13-question quiz on how Social Security works scored a D or lower. Um, for those of you from Big Rapids, that's a that's a bad grade. Bad grade? Yeah, okay. so we're going to help you <laughs> ace that quiz, because. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to help you plan for making a wise decision with Social Security. It's one of the biggest financial decisions you'll make in your lifetime. For sure. That and more coming up on this episode of the Wise Money Show. That's right. We're going to hit questions later on in the program. If you have a question for us or just a second opinion or need some guidance during this just VUCA, this wild time, uh, we're here to help. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show. Volatile, uncertain, is it complex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ambiguous. Yes. It's a VUCA world. It, it, yep. It's ever-changing, getting more complex. Mm-hmm. And so it's just more important that you have a guide, a Sherpa, there's more information out there. There's more choices out there. You need someone to help you navigate your financial life. Speaking of Social Security, one of the most important financial decisions you're going to make in your life, and this uh, this 10 facts of Social Security, that's what we're going to get through today, inspired from a recent quiz that Mass Mutual gave to 1,500 individuals aged 55 to 65. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I went through the questions, and I thought, ah, I bet there's going to be some, like, weird ones in here yeah no i Trick thought it was questions or yeah, something i thought it was fairly straightforward however kevin's right 65 percent scored a d or lower just 18 percent got a b or an a i don't know like to me that was surprising i know we've got a gap in financial wisdom and all that sort of stuff that enter the wise money show that's why that's why we're here and you're certified financial planner and our team of cfps that's why we're here to enter into that gap for you you don't need to be an expert on social security you don't. I was a little surprised by these scores. Well, they're scary because a lot of people are looking to their peers for advice on this, right? right? Hey, what are you doing? What what should I do? That kind of thing. And if if you're getting your advice from folks that, you know, maybe wouldn't have done well on this on this quiz, then uh, it, it maybe emphasizes the need to take a financial planning approach to one of those biggest decisions that you're going to make in your life. Or recognize that if you ask two people that aren't certified financial planners that do comprehensive financial planning, if you ask two people about Social Security just to try to get some of your own wisdom, one of them will be wrong. One of them, at least statistically, one of them will be will be wrong. And so, therefore, be very careful who you get your advice from. Now, an investment advisor who just wants to talk to you about your mutual funds or whatever, you ask them about Social Security, odds are they're probably going to give you some bad advice as well and might not know some of these details. But we're going to go through from that 13-question quiz, the 10 that seem like the most important facts that you need to know about Social Security so that as you're working with your CFP, you're able to help navigate this. First one, fact number one, in most cases, if you begin drawing your Social Security before your full retirement age, your benefit will be reduced. 
Yeah, that's that's right. That that that's how Social Security works. So explain full retirement age, all that. Well, it's sort hard of stuff. to believe that some people would get this one wrong because it has to be worked into your decision making. You know, if if you're gonna draw before age for, for for many of you, it might be age 66. It could be all the way up to age 68. It just depends on what year and month you were born. The cutoff year is 1960. If you're born 1960 or after, your full retirement age is 67. If you're born before 1960, then it's going to be 66 in some months. And if you were born in 1979, it's 103, I think, right? <laughs> well, uh, that's what uh, it will be. That's what it will be. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, so if you, that's where if you take it at 62 and your full retirement age is 67, there's a 35% reduction of your benefit. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask what that percentage is. I didn't, didn't that. have it right in front of me. Yeah. 35% reduction. Yeah. Right. So, which means from 62. Between 62 and 67, that reduction is reduced <laughs> every month. Is yeah. it, can the, you the say gap that? narrows, right? Yeah, a double it, negative. Uh, the the earliest you can draw is age 62, unless you are a surviving spouse situation, then it could be as early as 60. But for, for most people, we talk in terms of early. the earliest uh you know, time to, to begin drawing is age 62, which is you maximizing essentially the haircut that the government's going to give you, not just year one, but every year for the rest of your life. And uh, as Kevin points out, that could be 35% reduction. And a, a lot of people like, even if you understand this, if you don't really truly do the math and, and look at this over a lifetime, um, you're kind of ignoring a really important detail that uh, could could really truly limit some of your uh, not necessarily wealth building but maybe wealth preserving because it, the the less lift that you get out of social security throughout your retirement the more burden you're placing on your own resources your own retirement nest egg it doesn't feel that way because in order to delay social security you've got to use your own money first and yeah. so it doesn't feel that way I, i'm just going to point out here josh don't really appreciate what you did there so kevin did the double negative and then you did the extreme positive with the negative <laughs> the maximum reduction <laughs> maximum haircut the maximum haircut don't right. i don't really pre i prefer the double the double negative there. so so if you're <laughs> so a lot of times if people are listening and they're saying okay well then that's simple i don't want any reduction or people say, no, I paid into the system my whole life. I want to start getting that money as soon as I can. A very interesting fact that I just learned yesterday is that a number of the people, there was a wave of early retirements, coronavirus kind of related yeah. early retirements. Those people are coming back to work in droves. And they're coming back to work in droves for financial purposes yeah. because you think well they you know there are good things about work and so and I still got a little gas in the tank so when I come back be a contributor blah 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 no they they um, they need the money so if you're going to if you think it's possible um, you know and, I, and I've seen this people get excited they retire at 62 they weren't really ready but they're drawing Social Security and now they want to stop drawing Social Security there this is why you want to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Just get, just work with a planner. I, this this makes complete sense. And guys, gosh, we got to get back to this. But you you save up to a million bucks, and then this you know coronavirus hits, and you're like, I'm done. I can live off of this. And you start 
drawing down that money and you drew your early social security and then that million dollars becomes 800,000 because the investments have done what they've needed to do or what they what they did and you say well wait a second i could have just taken less investment risk no you retired sooner so you need to keep taking that investment risk Mm -hmm. because the dollars need to last longer that is the conundrum and why you need a sherpa okay fact number two connected to that first one of drawing early this one surprised me 51 percent of people got this question wrong surprised me okay um, there is no benefit to delaying your Social Security beyond age 70. That is, that's correct. That you can't. That increase will happen from age 62 to 70. But after age 70, there's no benefit increase. You got to draw at 70. I wondered if some people got confused. And you know, every year the government comes out and reposts or, or gives people a pay raise who are already drawing Social Security. And it's not that those pay raises or those Social Security increases with inflation stop. It just means that if you delay uh, up to age 70, then you've gotten the biggest possible benefit that you're going to receive. And you you don't get another boost by waiting until age 71 or 72. Everyone draws at age 70 because the government stops incentivizing you to delay. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so So, that's... And just a little... Can I... (laughs) <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> We're out of time. Yeah. All right. So there's a few. Uh, th- there's a few other things around when to draw and how that influences your financial life. So that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Could you pass a 13-question true/false quiz on Social Security? Well, if you're 25, eh, maybe not. But if you're 55 to age 65, I hope so. But 65% of people failed this thing. We're going to help you ace it. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen. Go check that out. Search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it or follow us there and then rate the program wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate that. We're going to help you ace that quiz because we're going through all the answers right now. So spoiler <laughs> alert. No, I'm just kidding. You can get to the quiz uh, in the link below. But we're, we're going through 10 of the kind of the, the most important, in our opinion, or the ones that are most applicable. Um, uh, and we just have time for 10, probably. Uh, we're hoping to hit those. Um, so we're going through those so that you can make, you're aware of how social security works. This isn't in itself going to equip you to make a great decision with social security. You're just going to be in the note. You're going to work with your CFP. You're going to optimize social security for your situation. Kevin, before I go on to fact three, was there something you wanted to add into fact two about benefits delaying and past age 70? Well, so the point is my benefits are decreased before full retirement age. If my full retirement age is 67, that's a 35% decrease if I take it at 62. So from what I would draw at 62, it increases by 35% to full retirement age, but it keeps going at 8% a year. So from 67 to 70, um, that's that's another meaningful increase. Why would anyone even do that? And the reason why someone might consider doing that is number one, they're working and they don't need the money. Number two is they're working and they want one one of the benefits if they're married to be as high as possible because the survivor is going to get that benefit amount until until there's no survivors. Yep. So this is this is where it could be interesting. Now a little fun fact is uh, we're I was working with one of the younger advisors on our team 
And it's, it's about the middle of the year right now. And they came and they said, hey, listen, I'm wondering should, if, if I'm helping this client with the Social Security decision, they're beyond full retirement age. And if you're beyond full retirement age, at least six months, you can back up your benefit six months and take uh, yeah. take that in a lump sum. Get a lump sum. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, well, should I do that and figure out what the tax consequences are? And I said, well, it's, it, it would be as if they'd taken the Social Security this whole year. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure that out because that didn't really make a lot of sense. And I'm like, well, look, if you get six months in a lump sum and then you draw for the next six months you got a whole year that's almost like a year yeah (laughs) and so but so these 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 simple little things mike because i i'm trying to make an excuse for why people you know most of the people would get a d on this quiz and the reality is you don't have to know it number one number two you don't know what you don't know so you have some, you know a partial fact pattern and you say that's complete or that's complete enough for me or that's complete enough for me to make a decision and you know I I've actually talked to folks and said hey can I tell you how this works and they're like well we're just drawing at 62 I'm like well would you like to and they're like no we're drawing at 62 yeah mine is made decision yeah. and made so, and so you say and that's fine because the only way you'll ever know if you made the right decision on social security it's a it's a post-mortem inspection mm-hmm. of your financial life. No one's too interested in that anyway, by the way. Well, so. it, and it, and you can't change anything right. in that inspection. Uh, <laughs> fact number three, and Kevin, you touched on, so we'll hit it really quick. If you're drawing Social Security before your full retirement age and you keep working, your benefit may be reduced depending on how much you earn. What's that amount? It's, it, it's 19560 this year. So that full retirement age, they push that back to age you know, 67. And that means you might be working longer, right? Or, or, you know, if you delay social security, no, if you, if you um, want to be done working, you can only make just a little bit and in order to draw social security, which, and that, that catches some people by surprise. And, and maybe the classic example is the one that Kevin gave in an earlier segment where a lot of people tapped out, they left the workforce entirely because of the pandemic. And now a couple of years later, they're like, yeah, maybe I need to go back to work or maybe I want to go back to work. Yeah. And if they had already started drawing social security, they may be limited now, or they are limited if they're still under, you know, full retirement age. Um, on how much they're allowed to earn each year. Yep. Once you reach your full retirement age, though, even if you started drawing earlier, now the the caps come off. You're allowed to earn as much as you want without any uh, ramifications, repercussions. And the the way this works is if you start drawing before full retirement age, whatever it is for you, based on when you were born, um, you're you're allowed to earn up to nineteen thousand five hundred sixty dollars per year. Here in 2020, and if you go over that in your wages or your 2022, your pay, just, 2022, is that what you were in? Yeah, you got it. <clears throat> All right, whatever. <laughs> Details. Uh, 2022. I'll catch up here. You're, uh, y- you're allowed. They're going to actually pull back a dollar's worth of benefit for every two dollars that you go over that threshold. Yeah, that's painful. The threshold was right. The year was wrong. By the way. <laughs> so okay. So <laughs> that's right. Okay. So so record. so hold on. So now a bunch of people are trying to do math from the radio, and that is a horrible idea. But if you if you just want to make it simple, I'm getting nineteen. I, I, I'm at nineteen thousand dollars of income. My social security is not reduced. Yeah. 
if I go above that. And so I've had clients say, hey, I have this opportunity. I can do this job. I can make $30,000. I probably shouldn't do it, should I? And I say, absolutely, you should. Yes, go do it. Go mm-hmm. make that $30,000, and you're going to give back five grand, and you're going to have your Social Security of 1500 a month. So you're ahead, 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 ahead. Yes, you gave back some money. And at some point in time, there are, and again, this is where Social Security is so complicated. Like you can shut it off. You can pause it. But mm-hmm. but it's- it, You can pay back even. Yeah. yeah it's it, complicated. But there, there are, if you've been taking it for so long, right. um, there are limitations on that. So, but, anyway. uh, so that wasn't part of the 13 question quiz. Don't worry. But okay, next one. There's uh, fact four. If you're married- your spouse can receive a benefit from your record, even if he or she has no earnings history. That's true as well. Yeah. So, um, you're so as a when you're married, and we'll get to this question here next or comment next. When you're married, you get to draw your Social Security or half of your spouse's, whichever is higher. Okay, and your Social Security is going to be based on 35 years of your own work history. In order to be eligible, you've got to have at least 10 years of work history. But if you're not eligible, but you're married, you're eligible to draw up to <laughs> half of your, your spouses. Now recognize that these same, um, same early withdrawal or excuse me, early claiming benefits, those reductions would still apply. Um, and right. your cap is half of their full retirement age amount. So it wouldn't and this is all laid out for you on your, the, the Social Security benefit statement that you can access online. If you log in to the Social Security Administration's website, ssa.gov, I believe it is, mm-hmm. um, you can set up your account, you can access this whenever you want, and they publish it for you. What are the benefits you are accruing because of your work history? And it's not just what are you accruing for yourself. There's a spousal benefit listed there. You're accruing a benefit that could be accessible to your spouse. There's even one for your uh, surviving kids if they're still minors when you pass away. Like it's laid out there for you. And uh, so even if your spouse is not working, has never worked, uh, at least in a a paying role outside the home, um, you may be building a benefit for them. Yeah, that, that's right. And this is one of the ways when when you're married or you've been married, whether you're divorced now or widow, widower, there are some opportunities. So you're going to want to work with your CFP to optimize Social Security, even if you say, nah, you know what, I'm going to choose emotionally to draw here. Well, you're going to want to know what your options are, which one is best. So your CFP is going to help you with that. Just halfway through the 10 facts about Social Security that you need to know. We've got more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Some interesting ways that you need to be aware of withdrawing Social Security. If you're married or ever been married, work with your CFP, but we're going to be helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show, not only on podcasts, but also on the YouTube channel, the full show right there, both of those areas. Go to YouTube and search the Wise Money Show Follow us there, so subscribe to it, and then also turn on notifications so that you're made aware every time we drop new content. This talk show airs every single week, of course, but lots of other content as well. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, and turn on notifications. Thank you very much. All right, fact number five. We're going through the top 10 facts about Social Security so that you are aware 
of how it works and can can confidently work with your CFP to navigate and make a great claiming decision with Social Security. If you've ever been married, you have more options with Social Security. Fact number five is if you get a divorce or you've been married and gotten divorced, you may be able to claim Social Security based on your ex-spouse's earning history. You've got to be married for a certain period of time at certain ages. It's not that complicated, but you could draw Mm -hmm. based on their earnings history. So again, it's going to go by, well, which one is higher, yours or half of your ex-spouse's, whichever is higher. Mm Mm-hmm. I, can you imagine if this wasn't true, though? Like, it, it would make divorce, you know, even more painful. Oh, yeah. It, it could be almost a weapon that spouses could use against each other. Getting a divorce suddenly rips away some government benefits, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, thankfully, the, the government in, in this regard has been sensible in the way that they wrote the rules and are protecting spouses almost from each other at some level, ex-spouses, that is. Yeah, yeah. So work with your CFP if you're married, if you have been married and are now divorced, if you are considering a second marriage and in retirement, work with your CFP because there's just some intricate rules and we're not going to go through all that. But also, if you've been married and you're now a widow or widower, when so fact number six, when my spouse passes away, I'll be eligible to receive my benefit or theirs, whichever is higher but not both. And that's the key fact here. Within that quiz, let's see, uh, just about 40% of people got that wrong. They were assuming. Now, this is interesting. And you guys have probably had these conversations too. When you share with someone that um, you get the higher of the two, sometimes that's exciting. Oh, wow. Sometimes when you share, well, wait, you don't get both. That is disappointing. They expected that. Because that's part of the household income. We're getting two social securities now. Wait a second. When one of us passed away, we don't continue. The survivor doesn't continue to get that same level of income. And unfortunately, no, you get the higher of the two. And that's where a survivor income need gets created in retirement. Exactly. Because most people think by the time I get to retirement, what do they, what do they think? By the time I get to retirement, I should take no risk in my investments and I shouldn't need life insurance. And both of those could be wrong depending on your situation. Yeah. So any married couple going into retirement, at some point, one spouse is going to pass away before the other, typically, and the surviving spouse is going to have an income hit there. Mm -hmm. And the magnitude of that just depends upon how big each of the Social Security checks were that were coming in. If uh, one spouse is drawing their own and the, the other spouse is drawing half of that amount again, it will be the lesser of the two that get that drops off after that first death. But what about the situations where both spouses had similar earning histories and they're both drawing on their own and they're they're almost equal? That's a 50% drop in income all of a sudden for some some families. And so you, you have to be um, projecting your retirement game plan out past the first death to the second death. And uh, you know, every once in a while, there's there's some folks that we'll speak with where they're not paying attention to what life will be like for the surviving spouse. They're trying to just maximize how great it is together, and I love that. But if they're taking action that that actually hurts the surviving spouse, this could be an example of that happening potentially. Yep, I totally agree. All right, this next one I'm going to actually refer to the quiz because this is the, this is the only one. Josh saw a couple that might have been phrased can you know in a, in a confusing way. This one. of people got it wrong. 
And it might be because of how the question was phrased. Social Security retirement benefits are subject to income tax, just like withdrawals from a traditional individual retirement account. The, the point just just like withdrawals. And that yeah. so so that statement is false. The writing this in a fact, Social Security benefits have an unusual tax treatment that's different than how traditional retirement accounts are taxed. Guys, explain to us how Social Security is taxed, if it is. Just give us a general. Well, like most things related to government benefits, you can't get there from here. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> so it, they take your modified adjusted gross income, which that, again, if this is a jargon-free zone, it doesn't make any sense. But you take your, just think if my income, if I'm single, if it's 25000 or more, if I'm married, if it's 32000 or more, a portion of my Social Security benefits will end up on my tax return, and I will end up paying taxes on them. If I have a huge income in retirement, then 85 cents of every dollar of my Social Security is going to be taxable. So I, I like to kind of paint it with a broad brush and say, listen, if you have a, if you have a big income, you're going to pay tax you're going to pay income tax on all your Social Security, which is if you said, well, where are the misconceptions? The misconception is there's a difference between paying tax on the Social Security benefit that I receive and paying back my Social Security mm-hmm. as a tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't do that, you, but you, you will pay federal, not state, depending mm-hmm. on your state, income tax. That's right. It is a complicated calculation. We use tax software to to run these calculations. You could you could do it by hand. There's there's formulas and worksheets and everything. But um, the the point is that this is one that sometimes catches people by surprise because they've heard stories or they watched mom and dad draw Social Security and they never seem to pay any taxes. So why would I? So you could tell yourself a story that um, you know Social Security just isn't it's not taxable. But it is for some people. Mm-hmm. It is for many people, in fact. And it can be some years and not other years. And it depends upon what your other sources of income are. So if you choose to draw money out of a retirement account and suddenly cause this formula, this calculation to trigger some, some taxation for you, that might be a one-time event for you mm-hmm. uh, just because you, you maybe didn't realize uh, that that distribution was going to have the effect. So you, you need to know this fact. Yeah, it, and that's, we've talked about it before. Tax planning while you're working, you know, you've got kids and you've got income changes and bonuses and, and all that sort of stuff. And so there's probably a lot to tax planning while you're working, but in retirement, it's pr- pretty simple, right? No way. No way. And one of the reasons why I can say no way is because of how uniquely Social Security is taxed. Now, I'm fixated on that comment you made, Kevin, about it, the, it it could be taxes income, but it's not, you know, your your benefit isn't reduced via a tax. That's essentially it, it. If your income, if you make too much money, they're essentially gonna you owe some of your Social Security back to the government in via the form taxes. of taxes. Yeah. Now, like just to get some people riled up here, I mean, that is a, is essentially what they're doing, and and that is irritating. Mm-hmm. frustrating it's technically money that you've been paying into the system and you can't see how much of it is quote-unquote growth or whatever because there really 
isn't any. And that's one of the other questions on the quiz we're not going to hit right now is when you pay money in the Social Security system through the FICA tax, it's not just sitting in a 401k account for you, like with <laughs> your name on it and you get a statement on it. Now, that's that's not how it works. So the whole taxation of Social Security, extremely confusing, extremely emotional. There was one point in, in history where it wasn't taxed. And like these guys said, the same Social Security, someone can say, yep, it's not taxable because it's not taxable to them. But it very well would be taxable to you. So, all right, a few other facts about Social Security, and then how can you make a wise claiming decision that fits in your overall financial situation? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What happens if Social Security becomes insolvent? Does that mean benefits go away completely? That's not exactly how it works. We're helping you with that, understanding that and other features and facts about Social Security, that and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Uh, stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online at uh, wisemoneyshow.com, all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. We're going through content inspired from a from a quiz that Mass Mutual did for 1,500 people, age 55 to 65, about kind of 13 true or false basic questions about how Social Security works, and 65% of people got a D or lower. Now, you're going to ace this thing because we've gone through most of the questions on the show. We've got three more to hit here. Um, however, it's important that you have a good understanding of Social Security. It's not required, though. And the reason why I would say it's important that you have a good understanding is so that you can decipher between, okay, here's here's what I should probably do and here's what I probably shouldn't do. So that as you sit down and work with your certified financial planner, there's some openness to optimizing this. If you all your life have been thinking one thing, one thing, one thing, you go into your CFP and start working on your retirement plan and your CFP says, well, are you open to considering a different you know, option with your social security? You're going to possibly react the way you know kevin shared and that is no we're drawn at 62. well in your situation it may make sense for one of you to delay blah blah blah. nope we're drawn at 62. so it's important to understand some of the basics of household security works it's not a substitute though for making you know a, a substitute for working with the cfp all right fact number eight if you're collecting social security retirement benefits and have a dependent child age 18 or younger that child may qualify for some Social Security benefits as well. Most people didn't know that, and I, I, I would, I would agree. That's that's an obscure rule. It, it's an obscure situation. Yeah, uh, mostly because you would have had to have had children at you, you know, know later know, stages yeah, of life, fairly fairly older age, or married someone who uh, you adopted, I guess. Yeah, I will keep going. Or more. your grandma and grandpa, and mm -hmm. you've. Uh, adopted your grandchildren mm -hmm. sure. because of a situation, a death in the family or, or whatever. And you're, and so, because I've seen that, that is, that is actually not an uncommon situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We're specifically talking about retirement benefits right now. And the, probably a more common thing that we would see is a survivor benefit. Yeah. You know, if, if I had passed away yesterday and I have three young children at home, my surviving spouse, my wife would begin drawing a survivor benefit, but there's also a benefit attributed to the kids. And it's it's through age 18 as long as they're still in, in school, yeah. in high school. Yeah. 
Um, otherwise, it stops at, what, 17, 16? Uh, I think it stops at 18. I could be wrong, though. I, I don't have that fact right in front of me. But I've had a couple of clients where they've been, the plan has been to draw Social Security a little bit later, but they've got younger kids. So that's one of the factors. And we've said, no, actually start drawing right now. Yeah. And, and therefore, your benefit will be reduced, but you'll begin getting a benefit for your child as well. And, and there's rules with that, that benefit. It's not like you can just pocket that money. It actually has to go towards their care. And so in the situation I'm remembering, not towards their care, but towards their benefit, uh, I think we channeled that money directly into a 529 plan, something like that for their benefit. Uh, but ultimately, it helps its income to the family. So, so helpful. All right. Fact number nine. This one gets a lot of attention. If no changes are made, Social Security is on track to be insolvent by 2035. And I think the latest was 2034. I could be wrong. At which times recipients, at which time, recipients could see a reduction of their income of approximately 20%. That's how insolvency works. Most people think insolvency means Social Security is going to stop. Right. Uh, what, what they're actually saying is all those who are st- still projected to be working and paying into the system at that time, will be paying in enough tax dollars to cover about 79, 80% or so of the benefits that are already started for the retirees at that time. And the reason that the the age, or, or not the age, but the year of insolvency kind of bounces around a little bit, some of it's based on population and everything, but it's also forecast based on how the economy is going and how many people are actually working and what they're earning, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, all, all these things play into it, but this has been a known problem for a long time. It's part of the reason why, uh, y- you know, things like um, shifting the full retirement age up for people um, that that has an impact on trying to prolong this this plan. Trying, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about how the government always uses some pretty fuzzy math when they're calculating things like inflation. Mm. Well, this is one of the reasons why that benefits. It's they don't have to pay out as big of a social security check if they're using some. Um, I, I don't know what what do we call it C, CPI CP lie yeah. um, uh, as their calculation of inflation. Early projections are Social Security cost of living increase could be upwards of ten and a half percent next year. We'll see. They, they won't release that until the fall. But oh my word, that's early so, projections, right? And so you get excited and you're like, oh, I'm going to have more money, but that more money is worth less. Yeah. I mean, this is. This is the big issue. Like, don't worry about a tax increase. Worry about inflation. That's that's the stealer. That's that's the part that's put a, a significant portion of the of the population already into a recession long before the recession. The, the weird thing with Social Security, not the weird thing, but one interesting part if you think about it is you got a 5.9 percent increase in your Social Security for cost of living adjustment going into 2022, but that's based on cost of living increases that you actually felt in 2021. Mm-hmm. So now you've been feeling this double digit increase and you've had to bear under it. And then next year you might get that high increase. So at some point you'll get a high cost of living adjustment when inflation will stabilize and that will feel good. But as of right now, it doesn't feel always good. Always behind the eight ball. You're always behind. Yep. All right, go, let's go back to insolvency real quick. We've done lots of Wise Money videos on this on, on the Wise Money Show channel, so make sure you go check that out. But it's lots of um, proposals out there about how to adjust or change Social Security to push out that insolvency date or 
remove it from the calculation completely. And um, it's reduction in benefits. Those are not popular. And I think we tried reducing benefits in a way, tried reducing income for the entire population in 2020 when we told people they couldn't work. That didn't go over so well. <laughs> so I, I, it's going to be hard for them to unilaterally just say, well, you're going to reduce your benefit. Uh, let me say that differently. If Congress doesn't act and we go towards insolvency, they will be printing trillions and trillions of dollars to try to keep things afloat. I don't think they're going to do that. And the other one, unfortunately, is is you know, is to re- like increase taxes, mm-hmm. and that one seems to be gaining more attention. A two percent increase in tax, mm-hmm. your FICA tax, if they take it, basically six point two percent is what goes out of your FICA, mm-hmm. uh, which is seven point six five. Six point two is the Social Security portion. By the way, your employer pays seven point six five as well, so they've got six point two that goes in. If they increase that tax by two percent, insolvent is no longer an issue. But uh, that's an also enormous tax. Continue to increase the social security threshold because if you have a significant income, you don't actually pay social security tax on your entire paycheck. Yeah. It's it's stopped, and every year they've been increasing that. What is it now? One fifty something. Uh, it was I think one forty eight or something like that. Yeah. When I started working, it was sixty thousand. Wow. Yeah. So you're old. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. The increase is horrible. That's almost a hundred. You're you're paying that that 15.3 percent on almost a hundred percent or a hundred thousand dollars more. It seems likely. So if if I were to guess, seems likely that they increase that. They that was the one that they talked about a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And it hasn't really moved since is um, creating a donut hole that if your income then is above 400,000 they're going to start bringing that back in and I think that's very possible. So I think the amount of income that you pay social security tax on will probably go up. The full retirement age will probably extend and FICA taxes for most people will probably increase. The problem is the longer they wait to do this the worse it's going to be. So I I we need some sort of event for Congress to step up and make some changes as of right now. We're 11 years away from Social Security getting cut by 20%. Mm-hmm. So, All right, fact number 10, and nearly half the people taking the quiz got this wrong. Um, this is also, I would consider, a basic fact, and we hit it earlier, and that is under current law, if you're born in age 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. Now, what's interesting about this, and I, I think this one could be understandable to get wrong, most people don't wait until 67 to draw Social Security. Medicare is still an age 65 phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And Social Security used to be an age 65 decision. And yeah. they, in, as, a, as a change to help extend that insolvency date out, they started moving it from age 65 to 67. So now your full retirement age is, is age 67. So... Okay, guys, those are a bunch of facts. Let's put this all together. How how does someone help make a great decision on Social Security? What's what's the planning process? What's the process someone should go to to make a great decision on their Social Security? You got to go to someone who's made this decision hundreds of times. <laughs> and so the, because if you said, hey, I have one chance in my lifetime to make my decision on when do I draw Social Security. If I'm married, I got to help my spouse figure out when's the right time 
uh, for my spouse to draw Social Security, and we have to coordinate this because um, there is a coordination of benefits. Um, th- this is where you want to seek professional advice. And this is where I found the people that seem to have the best results are financial delegators who n- are, are comfortable with what they know and don't know. And um, so that, that's where see, find a financial planner, make sure they're certified, and ask them to show you how this fits in your financial plan. Yes, in your financial plan, because it is a different answer for different folks, right? right? They have your, your neighbors, your friends, maybe your parents or your brother-in-law, they, they have a different fact pattern than you. And so therefore, the right decision for them is probably going to be, might be similar, but it's going to be different than, than your plan. And it's not just like deciding when are you going to start drawing Social Security. It's also organizing and aligning the rest of your financial life with that decision. Yeah. Do you have the liquidity that you need? How are you going to fund your retirement spending during the years that you're not working or drawing Social Security? Um, what, what kind of impact is this going to have upon your overall investment game plan in the short term and the long term? And so on. But the, the point is, it's it's really a series of decisions that are all um, pointed towards how do you have the right game plan for your retirement so you can enjoy the future that you've been planning for. There's no question this is a financial planning decision. When you draw Social Security, influences how much risk you should take in your investments because it's going to influence when you're going to draw and how much you're going to draw. It influences your tax planning. It could influence whether you should be doing Roth or Roth conversions years before you start drawing Social Security. So you've got to work with a certified financial planner who's doing comprehensive financial planning. They're going to help you decide the best way to take Social Security. That's all the time we have. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Yeah, no, it's... I need to talk to somebody. No, I'll talk to him. Go ahead. Did you just call me? Go ahead. I did. (laughs) I heard it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.